So now the story goes, it's a beautiful thing that Shukdev Ji Muni was sitting and meditating. And we all know Shukdev Ji Muni left his house very early when even the Janehu was not bought. He just left. He said, I just want to go. And Vedya stopped him and he could not stop him. Right? So Shukdev Ji Muni was sitting and meditating when, when he was meditating on the light, the self, when Vedya Ji slowly approached him. He went towards him and he looked at him and he wanted to start talking to his son. He wanted to tell something to his son, but he was so engrossed in his meditation that Shukdevji Muni did not want to wake him up or disturb him because he was meditating deeply on the self, that Brahman, that light, that one. And so what, what Vedvyasya did was he just sat down and he started narrating the Srimad Bhagavat Mahapurana. He started narrating the Granth and as he went and as he progressed, every time he touched one Leela, one play of the Lord on earth, the other play, the third play, he was meditating, Shukdevji Muni, but suddenly his eyes started watering. Tears started falling down his eyes. And ultimately, towards the end, he opened his eyes. His eyes were all filled with tears. And he looked at his father, Vedvyasji, and said, Oh my God, this is how that Nirakar roop on which I was meditating on looks. This is how he acts. This is how he plays around. I did not know. I did not know that there was such a beautiful form to that Niraka Roop. If I had known, I would have actually kept reading and kept rejoicing his Saka form. And he said, my dear father, please, this Niraka is there very close to me. But this Sakar form is enticing me so much. Can you please, can you please re-recite? the Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran to me where there are so many Leelas of the Lord depicted and how his devotees approached him told so beautifully and this is how Shukdevji Muni who was a bhakt of that Nirakar Nirgun started singing the glories of the Sakar Sagun and started going around chanting the Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran he totally fell in love with the Lord in a Sakar form. He said, if I can actually see him, why should I meditate on something which I cannot see? If he actually takes a form, why should I not talk about the form that comes down? And why should I distance myself and worship something which I cannot comprehend? And not only this, he said, I am that form, isn't it? That is me. So why not go around singing the glories of Srimad Bhagavad Mahapuran and the Leelas of the Lord. And this is how Shukdevji Muni, they say, got initiated into teaching and narrating and reading and understanding of Srimad Bhagavad Mahapuran. This is how they say it went. But now, let's bring ourselves to Nemesharanya. This was Shukdevji Muni and Vedvyasji, right, at a different time. Now, at present, what are we doing is we are sitting at Nemisharanya. Shonakji is asking questions. <coughs> and Sutta, Sutdev Goswami is sitting on the asana, 
narrating and trying to tell them the glories of Sriman Bhagavat Mahapuram. Till now, he has not completed singing the glories. Starting the narration has also not started as yet. He is still singing the glories, telling them the benefit, describing the characters. So, while the description he says, see, even now we are in the reign of Parikshit. How can they be in the reign of Parikshit? Parikshit had passed away long back. But he said, see, now we are sitting in the kingdom of Parikshit, where he rules. How is that possible? Parikshit had gone. And how are they saying that we are sitting in the kingdom of Parikshit at Nemesharanya, where I am reciting and Shonaji and your 28,000 disciples are listening? Because Parikshit's glory, his devotion, his love for the Lord never left the earth. And when he left his body, he merged with all the tattvas, he merged with the Lord. So he was very much there. And this Srimad Bhagavad Mahapuran was recited to him, to liberate him. So bringing him in the midst actually empowered the entire Granth. So Sutta Devji said, Ki right now we are sitting in the kingdom of Parikshit, where Parikshit still rules. That devotee of Lord still rules. And now I'm going to tell you how Sukhdevji and Parikshit actually met. Last class we saw that the Pandavas left, Lord Krishna departed, Bhishma left. Everybody slowly departed from the realm of the earth. They dropped their form, the Yadava form, the Pandava form and merged into the divine. And leaving behind whom? Leaving behind Parikshit. Crowned him. He said, now you look after the kingdom. Our job is done. We have done our best to give a promise to this world. You are the <coughs> promise. You are like Sarvagun Sampan. You have everything that a ruler, that this mother earth needs. So now you rule. And Parikshit started ruling. Parikshit was a great ruler. He was an amazing ruler. But it just so happened that during the period of his rule, slowly from somewhere, Kali started creeping in. And he felt very disheartened. He said, this is the kingdom of my ancestors. I rule on the entire earth. My, the, the glories of the Pandavas were, went all the way to Vaikundha. How can Kali take and capture this land when I still exist? This is not possible. This I will not let it happen at all. So what he did was he took his army complete in their four realms. What are the four realms? When they have the horse, they have the elephants, they have the soldiers and the charioteers. They started capturing the land in the quest to reach Kali and defeat it. So Parikshit went on and he started moving towards the north, towards the south, all towards the earth, recapturing it, re-establishing Dharma, finding Kali as to where Kali is. He started going, he started capturing, but he could not see Kali anywhere. But at the end of it, he realized that the entire earth is his kingdom and it is totally free from Kaliyuk as of now. So he was pretty happy. He said, I think Kaliyuk has run away. You know, he has gotten so scared of me that he is not coming forth. He's gone. But when he was walking through on his way, when he was returning to his kingdom, Hastinapur, he saw a very weird sight. He saw that a cow was weeping. She was crying. 
she was weeping so bitterly so helplessly that his heart moved and not only this he saw a pure white bull standing next to the cow whom the cow was looking at and the bull was also very tired he had tears in his eyes he was trying to balance himself on only one leg three of his legs had been slaughtered away parichit looked he went a little closer he said what is it where are the three legs of this poor bull what has happened to it why is this cow weeping why is this bull so petrified what is scaring him in my kingdom when i am the protector and he went near and he heard the conversation the bull asked earth asked the cow who was in the guise mother earth in the guise of a cow why are you crying what is wrong with you what is troubling you the bull asked is it that my form is troubling you where three of my legs have been cut off and i am struggling to balance myself on only one leg or are you weeping because your beloved lord krishna who once walked the earth has gone away or are you scared that with the demise or with krishna dropping his yadava form the earth will be ruled by the vices are you worried that you will have people who are not virtuous but full of vices walking over you or are you actually weeping because you feel that the pandava should have reigned a little longer what is bothering you is it something that you feeling which is not right are you weeping because you sense something miserable that is going to happen in the new, near future or are you weeping because you are so helpless when somebody is being tortured on you and you are the witness my dear mother earth is that what that breaks your heart no in such a manner parikshit standing at a distance he is hearing this bull talk to this cow and this cow does not open her mouth she keeps weeping and she says you my dear bull are nothing but dharma right you know everything but still you are asking me these questions there are so many reasons for which i weep and i seek somebody's protection but i really really feel sad for your state also and while they were talking suddenly a man dressed as a king he looked totally kingly in nature he came and he started hitting the bull and the bull started crying and shouting and she was hitting and this man was trying to break that one leg which this bull was struggling to stand on that one remaining leg also this man wanted to break and parikshit could not take it any more he ran towards the bull he caught hold of this man who was looking like a king was doing such a wild activity he caught hold of him and he said who are you why are you hurting the bull how did you gather the courage to inflict so much of torture on these poor creatures in my presence in my kingdom when i am the protector i am still alive the descendant of the pandavas who are you and why are you doing this i don't even want to listen to your answer i'll kill you right this minute and he took out his sword and he was about to cut off the head of the king when the king just ducked down and touched the leg of parikshit he said i seek refuge 
the minute he said, I seek refuge, the sword went to him. You cannot slaughter somebody who has taken refuge in you. That was always the dharma of the Ikshwahu clan. They would never slaughter no matter how wild that person might be. A person who had taken refuge. Because once that person has taken refuge, there is chance of improvement, isn't it? So he put back the sword and he said, Who are you? Why are you doing such an act? And that also in my kingdom, in my presence. How did you gather such courage? While he was talking to Kalyo, this prince, this person, this king, he said, I am Kalyuk. And I am the one who has started sneaking into your kingdom. And then he turned. He said, I understood that this is Mother Earth. Who are you? And why have you kept quiet when this person has been slaughtered? You? He is your criminal. The bull said, who is the criminal? Is he my criminal? Or is time my criminal? Or is just providence my criminal? Or is that Lord Krishna left? That is a crime against me. Who is the criminal? Who is to be blamed? Parichit looked at Dharma and he said, that is what Dharma actually is. I am sure you are no other than Dharma. The bull smiled. He said, in spite of being wronged, in spite of being mistreated, in spite of being tortured so much, in spite of me having witnessed the entire thing, in spite of me having caught the culprit, you are not uttering from your mouth the name of the person who has wronged you. After all, that is upholding dharma, isn't it? A person who does chugli or bad-mouthing is equally a adharmi to the equal proportion to the person who is doing adharma. So nobody else can understand the fine difference, the fine line other than dharma itself. It is only dharma which can keep quiet and not do any backbiting, not do any chugli towards the person who has harmed him so badly. So you must be nothing else but dharma. And why are you standing on one leg? What happened to your other three legs? Kali said, I broke them. In Satyuk, he had all four legs. Slowly, and Treta sleep, you know, sneaked in slowly. Slowly, the second leg started vanishing. The minute Dwapar went, all the three legs are gone. And now that I have come, he is wobbling even on his fourth leg which he cannot hold on to. It's very difficult to hold on to even that fourth leg. I wanted to destroy that fourth leg also. But you came and you have about saved it. You have saved dharma. So dharma is still standing on one leg. Parichit looked at the bull. And he said, you are dharma. He said, yes. And these are my four legs. The one you have just protected is satya. The other was Daya. Socha 
and the fourth one was tapas satya is purity tapas satya daya and satya over the yugas three of my legs that is tapas satya and daya are gone and i wobble on truth which also people can't but hold they speak something they think something they do something because truth has to be one in thought word and deed it cannot vary so i stand on this wobbly leg which i cannot sustain it's difficult and that is why this mother earth weeps because now she is bearing the burden of such people who cannot withhold even this petty thing as truth tapas gone understood who can do austerities now is it easy to do any austerities we don't for our enjoyment we say theek hai aaj kha lete hain kal se shuru karenge simple thing as food we cannot control joys of going out and shopping even when you don't need you cannot control that is not even being near tapas when you don't need something like a bigger house you still go and get it for a social status you cannot control even that much of tapasya you cannot do so sitting and doing the tapasya for the divine is beyond you are unable to control yourself can you say ki okay today i will uphold tapasya for today i will not probably let's take a physical and a tangible thing i won't eat sweet the entire day can you uphold that tapasya in thought word and deed your hand might not go towards the sweet but your mind will dwell in that sweet and you'll wait for 12 o'clock at night to happen till you can gobble it up how weak is our tap basic things we cannot control so austerities are gone austerities went away in satyug it is said that in satyug the devdas themselves would come and sit next to the yagna and when the prashad would be offered when the havan would be offered they would take it in their own hands in treta avahan had to be done then they would come down dwapar they stopped coming down in kalyug the yagnas never are completed the only way you can gauge that a yagna has been completed successfully is when there is no smoke in that yagna oh in kalyug yagnas don't happen so where is the tapas if you think that while you are doing the yagna and there is so much of smoke sorry to say that you might have to do the yagna all over again so that has happened so tapas is gone tapas went away in satyagone so satya was there in treta and daya was there in ram rajya what is satya purity what is purity cleanliness from outside only or cleanliness from inside also both so how do you assure cleanliness from outside that is only bathing the body is not cleanliness satya is not only keeping this body clean keeping these clothes clean keeping the house clean are you in the vicinity of good people is your company satya is your company pure is the food that you are taking and made purely or you just go out and eat whatever is being offered 
how pure is your intake because you are the sum total of what you take so how pure is the food you are eating how okay if you are not eating you are cooking how pure is your thought when you are cooking that food such we always go at the exterior level and uh, we are clean no the company the people what else that is such many a times we walk around in the wild company and of course it rubs in the aura rubs in are we such after that in spite of even taking 10 baths will we remain clean after that but no what to do the earth is already weeping because most of the people are of that cadre only how to create how to maintain purity isn't it difficult and the ahar it is said ki bhojan sudhar lo bhajan sudhar jayega ahar sudharo vyavhar sudhar jayega do we actually work towards it We'll come to that. Then, ahar sudharu. So, are we working on that? So, sotcha, external purity, ठीक है. But what about that internal purity? What about the thoughts? Are our thoughts pure? We just mentioned a few of external purifying things. What about our thoughts? Are okay. We have cleaned ourselves from outside. What about my thought? Is my thought hundred percent pure? Can I say? Very difficult. We say it's not in my control. My mind is not in our control. How can it not be in your control? Purity is the foundation of dharma, internal and external. The purity of thoughts, the purity that now in kaliyog we are excused. We'll see how. But at that time in treta thoughts had to be very pure also. So as a person, you had to be totally pure, but that is gone. With Ram, that went away. And then, Daya. We'll say, no, no, no. We are very, very Dayalu. What is Daya? Compassion. Every day we talk about what is happening in this world, and we feel very sorry about it. Is that Daya? Is just feeling sorry. about what is happening there is that compassion compassion is equal to feeling sorry plus acting how can you just read the newspaper and say oh my god so many children are dying of hunger in syria close that newspaper and go and shop are you compassionate and shop for something which you already have in abundance So daya is gone. There is no daya. What we see is only a shadow. What we see is a topic to talk upon when we are with people to look pious. Because when that compassion comes in, a person becomes a sadhu. When that compassion comes in, you realize, oh my God, a child is dying there. Why am I spending my money somewhere else, which can be utilized somewhere else to save that starving child? Why does this happen? Because Krishna went away. Now, how does this link to Krishna? We started crying, right? Krishna went away. Krishna went away. Krishna went away. It is very simple. 
the minute Lord Krishna disappears, we say, no, Krishna is no more. We say, Kalyuk, the minute Lord Krishna went, Kalyuk came in. The minute you re forget your true nature, what is our true nature? Satchet Anand Swarup. The minute you forget your true natures of Satchet Anand Swarup, Tattvamasi, Aham Brahmasmi, I am that, there is no two. That is when Daya goes away. Because then, when your child is hungry, your job is to feed him. When somebody else's child is hungry, your job is to pity, not to show compassion. So when that, when we say, na, the minute Krishna went away, Kalyuk came in, the minute that Satchit Anand Swarup disappears from yourself, knowing the self disappears, the knowledge of the self disappears, duality comes in. The minute duality comes in, Satya goes, Tapas goes, and Daya also goes. So it is gone. Well, you killed it. And this one leg of truth, which this bull is wobbling on, he said, this is my only leg. I am trying to protect it. Because it is said, it is said that if you hold on to any one of the four, these are the gateways to knowing the self. These are the gateways to the Dharma. It is said, if you hold on to purity, the other three will follow. If you hold on to compassion, the other three will follow. If you hold on to truth, the other three will follow. If you hold on to tapas, the other three will definitely follow. You just have to hold on to one. You don't have to run around trying to catch all four. So I'm holding on to this last leg. If people hold on to truthfulness, Satyuk will come back. But see, Kalyug is trying to break this leg of mine also. What is truthfulness? Just speaking the truth. Thinking the truth. And how do you speak the truth? You speak the truth so that it hurts somebody else. There is a way of telling the truth, right? Kattu Satya is not Satya. So the art of speaking the truth is also gone. I am blunt and up, uh, what we say, yeah, I am very blunt as a person. I am not diplomatic. That is not wrong, but that is not right also. When you are blunt, you are hurting somebody. Truth does not say that you should hurt somebody. Truth is beautiful. Truth is peaceful. So can it really hurt somebody? So there is an art to truth which we have lost. Our words don't match our thoughts. Our thoughts don't match our actions. And in the middle we are swinging. And the Kali Yoga is taking over. Now Parikshit got so worried. He said, see, I captured the entire kingdom. I have not seen Kali Yoga anywhere. I've seen him here, but now I cannot kill him. Because he has taken refuge in me. So what will I do? He said, listen Kalyuk. Kalyuk said, see, you have promised me. And it is my time. I have come. Now I have to live. Please, you cannot destroy me right now. And now Parichit started thinking. See, there is a benefit to Kalyuk. He said, Kalyuk is a very easy yoga for sadhaks. In other yogas, if you move on, a lot more is required of you. But in Kalyug, the only thing you need is Naam, Kirtan, Naam, Bhajan and you can cross the mundane ocean of existence. So Kalyug is not all bad. So let me not just slaughter him. Maybe it will help in the near future when people are not able to do anything beyond the simple chanting of the name. And that simple chanting of the name will also not come that easy. So let Kalyug be there. But Kalyug, you will not stay in my kingdom. 
you stay somewhere where my kingdom is not there kalyug said what there is no place where your kingdom is not there parikshit i have to stay somewhere you cannot do this to me you have to give me a place parikshit said ah okay i'll give you a place i'll give you four places first you will stay in the brothel houses second where there are shambles third where people drink alcoholism is there and fourth where there is gambling kalyug looked at him he said first where there is gambling dice jua he said this is not there in your kingdom there is no gambling in your kingdom there are no brothel houses there is no seeking for passion in your kingdom there is no shamble no slaughter houses no destruction in your kingdom and what is the fault alcohol nobody drinks nobody is intoxicated in your kingdom then there is no place for me to stay this is not right so what do we mean by brothel houses when he saying brothel houses what does it mean passion it is a way of indicating passion uncontrolled passion uncontrolled passion for anything uncontrolled passion for your desires uncontrolled passion for lust passion can be taken as lust wherever there is no control on your desires your lust your passion that is where i'll stay because it's a mad elephant right you cannot control it i'll stay there but there is nothing of that sort in your kingdom intoxication where the mind is not in their control any form of intoxication why take only alcohol anything that gets you addicted to it and then oh my god teesri baar chai nahi piyungi to sar dukh jayega intoxication because it is controlling you it is not only alcohol alcohol definitely is bad but that is also intoxication because it is governing you it is controlling you i'll stay there and what else gambling what is gambling into the tashpatti dices okay that should not be kept in the house unfortunately the irony today is during diwali people play tash sad and say aaj to diwali ke din tash and that is something where kali stays no gambling but what gambling take gambling to another level what is happening what is happening in the name of gambling today everything is a gamble don't you think everything is a gamble that we see in the world around go to wall street journal wall street go to the wall street what is happening big gambles are happening don't restrict yourself to only dice and tash ki squat i don't know any form of gamble which is done without certainty and which affects adversely other people's life is a gamble do you know what george soros did in 1998 how many people died how many people killed themselves how many economies fell down that is a big form of gambling so don't limit yourself to tash and dice and all no even that is gambling anything which is done ki dekhte hain karke kya hoga without a certainty of the outcome is a gamble because you do not know whether the outcome will be favorable or unfavorable if you do not know whether the outcome is favorable how can you do it then should you be doing something which results into a unfavorable situation for other people 
So he said, I'll stay there. But in Parikshit's rule, none of these were there. None, no brothel houses, no drive for passion, no addiction, no alcoholism, no gambling of any sort. And what was the fourth one? What was the fourth one? Gambling, alcoholism, brothel houses, shambles, destruction. Don't we see shambles everywhere nowadays? What is shambles? Shambles is only the destruction which we see to humans. No, any form of destruction to any living being is a shamble. And very rightly mentioned, slaughterhouses are a big form of shamble. But we say, okay, because it is not happening to me and my children, that is also a soul, bhai. But that is shamble. A destruction is happening over there. So he said that these things are not prevalent in your kingdom. There is no destruction, there is no war, nothing is happening. Nobody is pleading and crying for life. Nothing is happening of that sort. So what do I do? Where do I go? You promised you will give me refuge. And Parikshit became quiet. And he sat, said, fine, I will give you the fifth place where you can stay. That is gold. Gold. Kalyu was very happy. He said, gold. Tathastu. Because in Parikshit's kingdom also, gold is there. But what is gold? Go a little deeper into gold. What is gold? Gold, gold definitely in the form of gold. But what is gold? Gold is our rajasic tendency, right? Doesn't it indicate your rajasic tendency? Gold, when you want to, you know, what do we say? It is called viteshna. Gold is greed, isn't it? You always have more gold, this, the other one, the other one. You put so many lockers full of gold. Why not? For the future generation. Everything tucked away. Let this current generation die of starvation. We are going to save it for our children. Gold. And nowadays people have beautiful explanations. Do you know how, how, how expensive education is nowadays? Do you even know what you are talking about? What will we do if we don't save? But then there is a thin line between hoarding and saving for your needs. That people don't understand. So gold. He said gold in so many ways. It is your rajasic tendency that governs you. Anything in excess. Enjoyment in excess, the size of the house in excess, the possessions in excess, gold. He said, okay. Kalyug was very happy. He said, Raja, no problem. I will stay in gold. Now Kalyug went away. Dharma was protected for now. Mother Earth, he wiped her tears. He said, I am there, Mother Earth. Don't worry. Till I am there, nothing will happen to you. I am going to protect. My reign is going to be there for a very long time. I assure you, don't cry. Saying this, Parikshit went away. He went away to his kingdom and sat down. He was shaken, but he was pretty happy that he had defeated Kalyug. Kalyug was in check, so things were in control. And so this Parikshit went down to his treasury. They say, to see what all is there. And he went down to his treasury and he started looking at his inheritance, right? That is what we do, right? We measure what our parents has, have given us through money, tangible. We are all tangible people. 
how many of you claim that your husband is a self-made man? I used to too, till I heard what this had to say. How can a man be self-made? Just because the parents were not able to give money, that man is self-made. There is nothing else that the parents give to a child. They give away their sleep. They give away their whatever luxuries. They sacrifice unendingly for that child. They give values. They give, values. They give sanskars. What is it that a parent does not give and what is it that a child does not inherit? If there is somebody standing in front of you, it is some total of what his or her parents have given him. Not only his or her parents, what his ancestors have given him. So you cannot say he is a self-made man. Shame. Just because there was not enough money given, a man or a woman becomes self-made. What has been given that he has been able to reach this position right now. So unfortunate, isn't it, that we are so material and we are so tangible. So we forgot the intangible elements of what can be given to us. So he went and he was looking. And he saw, okay, this is this, 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 this. He was just genuinely seeing what all is there and which can be used in the kingdom. When he suddenly saw, they say, is a shiny gold crown. And he looked at the crown and he said, this crown is very beautiful. And taking it, he walked out and he put that same crown on his head. Parikshit. And it is said, not mentioned here, but one of the sadhus was saying that it was the crown of Jarasand. Now Jarasand was not a very pious person. So Jarasan's crown was there and he put Jarasan's crown on his head. First, Kalyug was in gold. Second, it did not belong to a very pious person and now it was on Parikshit's head. And Parikshit with that crown suddenly went into his courtroom and he said, I want to go hunting today. He walked out of the palace without any of his people, soldiers, guards with him. He walked out of the palace to go hunting. Now he went around hunting alone on his horse and he could not see any animal. He went into the jungle and he went into the deepest sides of the jungle and he could not find his way out. When he could not find his way out, it became, you know, hours passed and he became very thirsty. He became hungry. He became angry. He became agitated. And suddenly he saw at a distance a small tattered hut and he was very happy. He said, thank God, now I'll get something to drink. So he went is anybody there? Anybody there in the hut? Nobody responded. Nobody came out. He opened the gate. Nobody was there. He looked around. There was no, nothing to eat, nothing to drink. He was like getting very agitated. When he walked behind shouting, is anybody there? Parikshit, the king is here. The Samrat is here. Now, nobody was there. It was a sadhu's hut. And behind there was a sadhu sitting. Samika. Samik Muni was sitting in tapasya. He was deep in meditation. He did not know what was happening around him. He had actually merged all his gunas into the environment. He was sitting there merged in that divine bliss. So he could not literally hear. He did not know what was happening around him. And this Pariksha started shouting at him. Give me some water. I am your king. I am here. Get up. Now the sadhu was already in his asana. He was deep in meditation. He did not know. If Parikshit was talking to him. So he sat down. He did not open his eyes at all. Not knowing. Probably he knew he would have gotten up. 
but he did not know so he kept sitting and parikshit said i think he is pretending he wants to insult me <laughs> that is why he is not getting up and now i'm going to test his tapasya so called tapasya he said ki asan laga ke baithe he is pretending as if he does not know anything let me test his tapasya so he went there and nearby there was a dead snake black dead snake lying down he lifted it with his bow and he garlanded it around the muni shamik muni did not get up he did not know he was still in his tapasya and parish looked at him and he rode away somehow he found his way into the kingdom into his palace finally in his chambers he took out the crown and he said oh my god what have i done how could i insult the muni what have i done i'm the descendant of the pandavas how could i do such a thing me parikshit oh my god he was repenting so much he said no the outcome of this cannot be good it should not be good i should be punished how could i insult a sadhu who was deep in his meditation what kind of a person i am i have defamed my entire clan they should definitely punish me he was so restless he did not know what to do he was weeping he literally wanted to go back and undo his action but it does not happen right it does not happen undoing of an action does not happen it is like once out it is out now you bear the repercussions and he was there in his kingdom repenting and thinking whatever has happened is not good and it won't have a good outcome over there shamik muni had a son called shringi he was a little boy and he was playing with his friends when one of his friends came running and said you know your father is sitting with a corpse around his neck what kind of a sadhu is he shringi said really who did that to my father he said there was a king parikshit came and this is what it happened he narrated the entire thing and shringi went in he was so angry so angry he said i am going to curse parikshit right now he took some water he you know he saturated it with mantras and he cursed parikshit that 7 days from now you shall be killed by a snake by that same kind of snake which you have put around takshak will come and bite you and you will die you will be no more 7 days from now and so be it and he started crying with his veil the father got up chamak muni said what is wrong why are you crying he looked at the snake around him and threw it away what happened he was not even bothered he said see the king parikshit who are supposed to be the protector of the brahmins are now taking disrespecting us that's why i have cursed him if cursed him yes 7 days from now takshak will bite him and he'll die no way that the curse can be taken back Oh my god Shamik said he was the only one who was preventing Kali from taking over and you have actually cursed him to death do you even know what you have done how could you lose your cool this only shows that you need more tapasya in order to control your temperament go away sit in tapasya and don't come back till you learn how to control yourself no shingi realized but then he followed his father's orders and he went away sat down to control his indriyas he said how could i have done this but then it was done and shamik said oh my god shamik muni how do i stop this but there was no way he said how could my son get so educated we are sages 
no insult no defamation nothing should bother us what is insult what is applause it is all maya after all wherever there is two there is maya and we stay away from it and i could not teach this basic thing to my son shame on me it is not him i should blame it is me but there is no point of blaming anybody now i have to inform king parikshit that his end is coming in 7 days so that that man can find salvation he can do something so he sent his disciples to please inform him and he wrote and he reached parikshit's place and said king you have been cursed you have put a snake around the sage's neck the sage was not baffled he understood that you were thirsty you were hungry it can happen to anybody he did not even think about it at all but his young son who could not understand cursed you and shamak muni is very sad to tell you that there is nothing that he can do also and you will die in 7 days and you will be beaten you will you will be destroyed by taksha he will bite parikshit for a minute was quiet he did his naman and he sent his apologies and thanks to shamak muni and he said this is what i actually deserve good that this happened to me i was so engrossed in this worldly attachment because of this my passion for this world has gone immediately he took away all his belongings gave away whatever he had crowned his son he had four sons crowned his sons janmajaya as the king and he went away he went away without looking back his son was very small they say it was 6 or 7 years old he crowned him king and he went away he said good this happened to me i have been able to shake away the delusions of this world which were not leaving me see it's a blessing that shringi muni has given me he went and he started seeking answers he went to the ganga and he sat down he seeked from the universe it is like when you aspire the universe definitely conspires and when you seek and when you are ready the gurus will appear it is said and that is what happened to him his will to know the truth was so strong that he sat down and he summoned he summoned the universe he summoned the gurus and came down all the gurus from across the universe they came down metya parshuram vedvyas gautama agastya name them and all the gurus were there standing now why did the gurus come gurus as it is appear right they came to ganga they came to parikshit many a times as we said in the last session also these saints go to pure places not to purify themselves but to purify that place you had asked this question right that why did he have to read this his reading this purifies the granth maybe because these pilgrimage where you say such big saints going it is not that they are purifying themselves they are going and giving sanctity to that pilgrimage their presence is so strong so they came to make that place so so auspicious for parikshit because it is parikshit after all that same parikshit who was saved by lord krishna and krishna thought before only because when parikshit was born the astrologers had told his end 
would be like this. They all knew. So Krishna thought when Parikshit was being attacked by the Brahmastra, I went into the womb of Uttara with Gada and Chakra. But now he is being attacked by words. Right? So how do I save him? I have to save him by words. So when Uddhav asked him, Tum ho, hamara kya hoga? He said, I will go and immerse myself into Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran. My entire essence will be in this Granth. And when you want to save that Parikshit, just read this out to me, out to him. And that Parikshit would be saved. He would go, he would get Mukti and he'd go to Vaikuntha. So, to fight words, Krishna came in the form of words. But now, everybody was sitting around. Parikshit ji was sitting and he said, please, I have two questions. Only two questions. Now that I am dying in seven days, what should I do? What is the right action? He said, look, forget it. Tell me, what is the right action for any mortal who is living here on this earth, who has been born, who has been given a human sharir? What is, what, how should he walk? How should he talk? What should he do? Now all the sages, Gautam, Agastya, Vedvyasji, who had written the Srimad Bhagavad Mahapuran was there. But none of them went and sat on that asan, the Vyaspit, which had been laid out. They kept standing. They started discussing. But none had the courage to go and sit on that Vyaspit. And Parikshit was waiting. He said the Vyaspit, he said, come sit and give me knowledge. I am waiting. But none of them, hundreds of sages of the caliber of Gautam and August were standing there. None went to take that asan. When suddenly from a distance, uncalled for, uninvited, came Shukdev Ji, stark naked, dressed only in the glory and the bliss of the divine. Very small, 16 years of age. What was his age as compared to all these sages who were standing there? He walked straight. All these sages joined their hands. Even Vedvyas sat down with their head down. Not on the asan. And Shukdevji Muni walked straight and went and sat down on the Vyas feet. The Vyas's asan. And in front of him was Parikshit. And the asan was occupied by Shukdevji. And he said, now tell me, what do you want to know, Parikshit? He said, I have seven days to live. He said, that is not a big deal. Everybody has only seven days to live. Isn't it? We all have seven days to live. When will we die? One of these days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Iske alawa koi day hai? Only one of these seven days. And you are fortunate. The mortals don't even know when their end is coming. Abhi, do minute baad, kal, parso, char salman, no. So they can't even prepare. They don't even want to prepare. Because they live in this ignorance that they are going to live forever. But you know exactly when you are going to die. So you can prepare. You are lucky. He said, I know I am lucky. And I am luckier because Shukdev, you came and sat on the asan. Now he said, what is it that you want to know? He said, I have only two questions. Only two simple questions. And those two simple questions, 
I'll narrate. I'll actually read them out directly. Those two simple questions, King Parikshit asks here the following two questions to Shukdevji. What should a mortal do at all times and under all circumstances? Mortals mane hum. What should a human do at all times under all circumstances? But now he is using the word mortal, huh? Because humans are no great thing. We feel that we are human beings. No. We are as good as a dog or a cat or anything else. No different. So he's saying mortals, huh? Joe, who's going to drop his body and is going to go eventually in one of these seven days. And unfortunately, that poor soul does not even know when. And the second question is, what is the duty of a man who is about to die? First, he asked for the greater good. Second, he said, about to die. Because are we not all about to die only? Every day we are moving towards death. We are not moving towards life. That death that we are so scared to talk about is the only truth and the only reality which we refuse to accept. And he puts these very questions in front of Shukha later on. And as a matter of fact, it is these two questions that have been answered at length by Shukdevji in the course of the following 11 books of Srimad Bhagavat Mahapurana. Dear Shri Krishna, with this we have come to the end of the first book. And now from next Tuesday we'll begin the conversation between Shukdevji and Parikshit, which is nothing but the Srimad Bhagavat Mahapura. What are we taking? What are we taking? Every day you move closer to death, you don't come closer to life. Very true. That is the truth which one should remember. We never prepare to die, but we have to. So and then, that is the ultimate truth of our life. So shouldn't we know how to die then? We should. We should. We should. We should. We should be prepared. And should we prepare our children that that is the reality? Yes, very much. We let them live life as if they will never die. But once they know that that is the truth, the way they live their life is going to be remarkable. But we taboo. Because there are a lot of questions on death with the, which the children ask, which I think we ourselves don't know. So, when we so let's know, answer that question to yeah. you. What is death? What is death? Reality. What kind of reality? What happens? What dies? The body, the body, the body dies. dies. And what remains? Soul. So the soul never dies. We just drop our body. So instead of talking to our children about the death of the body, should we not talk to them about death 
in a manner which is so magnificent my dear you are the soul which has infinite possibilities and which will never die you will just drop this body one day and when you know that you are the soul with infinite possibilities just imagine how the child would be not fearing dropping of this body knowing that he is going to live till eternity but we say ori the child feels when i die i die finish khatam that is what scares us because we don't know that we don't die as we change our clothes so we change our body which is already decaying so when we talk about dharma arth kaam moksha right arth is to be used for this body to sustain life because this is the only medium through which you can reach the divine not for oh earth is wealth they say you can gather wealth no wealth to sustain yourself calm desires again to sustain this body why so that you can use reach that divine dharm earth calm only used to reach that divine nothing else but we say they say na after you are established in dharm earth arjan kar sakte ho काम में इंडल्ज कर सकते हो ऑफकोर्स आफ्टर दैट यू नीड मोक्ष बिकॉज यू आर बाउंड बिकॉज वंस यू नो धर्म यू आर द सचित आनंद स्वरूप यू यूज अर्थ ओनली टू सस्टेन दिस बॉडी टूवर्ड्स वन डायरेक्शन दैट इज द डिवाइन टूवर्ड्स नोइंग द सेल्फ एंड यू सीक दैट ओनली डिजायर विच इज मी नोइंग माई सेल्फ eventually you drop that desire also after that you don't need moksha because you're not bound anymore what is moksha mukti you are bound only when think you are bound right you are bound when you think you are this body who is binding that infinite soul that you actually are so but mukti is not having another life right you have another life when you die right but imagine if you don't die Which is to, to my understanding you don't take another life you you immerse no. the god you what you is immersing take, into god to, you don't take any other form okay. any other what form. is god what is immersing into god what is your definition of immersing into god when they say meera merged into the statue of krishna when you merged into is there something else that you merge into are there two mm-hmm. if there is only one then you remain as an energy then so you are an energy yeah so, so where is the form. neither does the energy the energy does not take any form same like e equal to mc square energy <laughs> <laughs> energy is energy <laughs> in us also right <laughs> energy is energy you know even the saints they don't want mukti they come back to the planes they take bodies of their choice because they can't stay up there if you think there is something up there because they can't see the people weeping down there so that saint does not want mukti the saints decline mukti you know that the saints say i don't even desire mukti mukti is what we desire because we are bound the minute we are unbound what can we desire think about it. think about from this perspective but what else he has been i mean at least uh, put on a pedestal saying it's an unattainable thing and 
you know one needs to it is an unattainable thing it is definitely a very difficult thing to attain if i say you are unbound you are mukt will you believe me how much time will you take to comprehend and understand and accept and live that point that you are mukt it is very difficult people go through lives and lives and lives and lives to understand are baba i was never bound what am i seeking it is unattainable it's very difficult but it can happen like this like you say na karma bandhan i wish rupa was here karma bandhan because she gets stuck in karma bandhan karma bandhan are there is we have to pay for our karmas we have to pay for our karmas till when are you paying for your karmas you pay for your karmas only till only till you think you are the doer when you know you are not the doer you are one with that divine where is your karma finish the bondage of karma gone like this but to break that bondage of karma takes time right is it easy saying it is one thing that i am not a doer but actually becoming the non doer is difficult so this karma bandhan and mukti where it takes a second less than a blink of an eye to happen but that blink of an eye takes a very long time to happen think about it what else are we taking away what else this is one very important thing then we discussed it what else other things that we are learning from them what are we learning from the sages not to force you have to uh, gather uh, they don't get angry at all right you learn humility humility look at the sages gautam agastya all There's so much of humility and acceptance did they say are mai ja ke baithunga no that is where you are coming from shukdev ji muni was that right and even uh, and that sage shamik yes he that coil was there kuch nahi there nothing had happened that is the difference between a sage a holy man and a materialistic man because when you are hum- you have humility you have the willingness to forgive forgive you know he did not even feel something was no, wrong basically yeah. when you are at that level you don't even see that something has been wrong forgiveness to tab aayegi na when you feel somebody has wronged you there was no reaction nothing he just dropped it but what i what what amazes me is even parikshit is no less parikshit is a man of a lot of virtues yes but even he couldn't escape that ahankar when he couldn't escape you know uh, that that slip Yes. you know and it happens even with sages we have yes. seen in the puranas and in But the stories like he was wearing that darasan's crown so what you yeah. this very clearly says in what way parikshit is clearly telling us be in awareness ye slip koi bhi kar sakta hai especially right now kalyug sab jagah hai so when you are talking about those four legs of dharma and when you talk about sacha just imagine how much you can fall when that mortal was also not there that crown was there so parikshit is telling us anybody can slip even me i was saved by krishna isn't it but isn't aren't we all saved by the lord krishna only 
it is said that when we are in the womb how do we come how do, who is protecting us there it is the lord the only thing is we say that is parikshit no we have to stay in vigil and awareness parikshit is nothing but me and the minute that awareness goes the slip happens ajatyam hamesha you can't say ke nahi kal se ajatyam aaj let me relax no awareness ajatyam is when you are alert all the time you have to be very alert all the time one minute of drop and the entire sadhana is gone मेरे पेरेंट्स ने मुझे इतना संपत्ति दी इतनी प्रॉपर्टी दी इतना ये दिया इतना वो दिया अरे संस्कारों का क्या द वैल्यूज एंड द मॉरल्स that is why we say your head should be low in front of your parents and his parents whatever you have today is because of his parents might not be tangible but that intangible so nobody and we have seen this world word in social circles so much my husband is a self made man are really upar se tapka kya how egoistic matlab we are so petty that when which we cannot hold does not exist that is why we need ajatyam all the time alert kya chal raha hai yahan pe and usse samay crush it anything else ha don't let anything control you you should keep control of your own body your mind and yes True. We we feel that the soul is the puppet of the body, right? Mind governs us, but the soul should govern the body, right? The soul should govern the mind. Our true dharma is such a anand swarup. That is bliss and love. What are we governed by? We are governed by bliss and love all the time. Are we? No. That bliss and love, to कहीं it is it is no it is not does not even show poor thing has stopped shining. Even love is there. How much of bliss is there? How much of bliss is there? No, nah? because that is our true nature. You know, we are like Mrig. Mrig has the kasturi on it, but it is running around, running around, looking for it. Are I am love and bliss? What am I looking for outside? In others? Think. Very good, Shivan. these are my friday class and thursday class students <laughs> the morals <laughs> anything else keep thinking i'll send the synopsis also there's a lot that we can take away and one more thing i'd like you to go home with it is the minute they say krishna disappeared and kalyug came in the minute you lose touch with your true satchit anand swarup only then the vices will come in right but when you are in touch with your true satchit anand swarup the vices cannot come in darkness cannot come when there is light only when we cover the light that we are there in darkness so when they say that the minute krishna departed 
डॉक्टर्स याद हुआ बॉडी कलयुग स्टार्टेड कमिंग इन द्वापर एंडेड इट अप्लाइज फॉर अस आल्सो द मिनट वी फॉरगेट दैट आई एम कृष्णा दैट इज द मिनट व्हेन वी फॉल इन टू इफ वी हैव दैट अलर्टनेस ऑफ माय एसेंस व्हिच इज नो डिफरेंट फ्रॉम द एसेंस ऑफ द लॉर्ड आई कैन नॉट फॉल डाउन बिकॉज आई एम लव एंड ब्लिस just like the sugar no matter what it remains sweet no matter what i will remain in love and bliss because that is my essence and that is the essence of the lord and that is what the lord says when parikshit reads it when i read it i will get back to the essence of myself and that is what shrimad bhagavat mahapuran is here to do get us in touch with our own self which is no different from the divine because there are no two there is only one jai shri krishna i always overshoot can we please do the bhajan it's very beautiful bhajan because today we need shakti isn't it for ajartyam alertness awareness you need that power शक्ति हमें देना दाता मन का विश्वास कमजोर होना हम चले नेक रस्ते पे हमसे भूल कर भी कोई भूल होना इतनी शक्ति हमें देना दाता मन का विश्वास कमजोर होना हम चले नेक रस्ते पे हमसे भूल कर भी कोई भूल होना दूर अज्ञान के हो अंधेरे तू हमें ज्ञान की रोशनी दे हर बुराई से बचते रहे हम जितनी भी दे भली जिंदगी दे जितनी भी दे भली जिंदगी दे बैर होना किसी का किसी से भावना मन में बदले की होना हम चले नेक रस्ते पे हमसे भूल कर भी कोई भूल होना इतनी शक्ति हमें दे नाता मन का विश्वास कमजोर होना हम न सोचे हमें क्या मिला है हम ये सोचे किया क्या है अर्पण फूल खुशियों के बाटे सभी को सबका जीवन ही बन जाए मधुबन सबका जीवन ही बन जाए मधुबन अपनी करुणा का जल तू बहा दे करते पावन हर एक मन का कोना इतनी शक्ति हमें दे दाता मन का विश्वास कमजोर होना इतनी शक्ति हमें दे दाता
मन का विश्वास कमजोर होना हम चले नेक रस्ते पे हमसे भूल कर भी कोई भूल होना श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारे हेनाथ नारायण वासुदेवा श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारे हेनाथ नारायण वासुदेवा श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारे हेनाथ Thank you. Welcome, 